This is Ashley Kelsch, and you're listening to Life Coaching for Modern Renegades, episode number 53. Welcome to Modern Renegades Podcast. This is a life coaching podcast for the person who wants to learn how to lose themselves in the moment, not life circumstances. Each week, we will explore mental and spiritual practices that will inspire you to ask, seek, and heal. They are for the modern renegade. They are for you. Hello, renegades. How are you this week? Well, if you're in Austin, Texas, I don't think you have too many complaints when it comes to the weather. We are officially experiencing sweater weather, and we've had some drizzy drizz, and I just love it. As a matter of fact, I went for a run the other day in the rain, and there were zero people on the trail. For a moment, I felt like I was the only person in existence. It was a little surreal. As you know, I spent a lot of time on Town Lake, and since the pandemic started, it has had a massive increase in foot traffic. It's not just noticeable, it's being tracked. So to be out there by myself was kind of like a gift. I guess, like, imagine if you went into Whole Foods or maybe Nordstrom and, like, nobody was there. And at first you would think, ooh, this is kind of eerie. But I'm telling you, it opens you up to a whole new experience. Zero distractions. Very quiet. And you know what happens when it gets quiet? The volume of your thoughts turn up. You can actually hear yourself think. Ever notice that? And like find yourself, you know, you're thinking all these thoughts, but what you're really thinking is like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to think these thoughts are here and another one of them. You know, and then there's these other moments where the volume gets turned up on our thoughts. And that is when we are experiencing something that we don't like, when something is out of our control, or when we are arguing with reality. Last week in my newsletter, I asked my readers if they could survive the holidays with a man or woman on their mind. I think it's fair to assume that we all have at one time in our lives experienced a period when dating or in a marriage or during a breakup where our thoughts were consumed by them, which in turn makes you feel crazy because it's compounded with the frustration over the fact that you aren't able to enjoy what's in front of you. Or if you're living in a pandemic, you might think, really? This motherfucker's bringing you down and it's a pandemic? As if it's not enough? Toppled with, seriously? It's a pandemic and you're letting this bring you down? Like, the world is being threatened by a virus. Can you really not go there? Your mind is so preoccupied that the volume on the external environment in which you are standing in physically is muted. While the thoughts about this person in your mind are fever pitch, All you can hear is what was said or not said, and when will he be calling or you negotiating with yourself about how you're not going to be talking to him, and how long will you leave him on red? It's all you can hear and focus on. It's deafening. It's the thoughts that even in your sleep you can hear yourself thinking. Do you ever experience that? It's maddening, right? I call this a glitch in the system. A thought error. As you heard me say last week, or may have read in my newsletter, I vowed to never fucking ever go there mentally again. I was determined to figure out how and why my outcome always resulted in me being distracted by a guy no matter where I was in life. That I would never let a relationship take me down again. But just what are we being taken down by? When I think about who I was telling my friends about what was going on during a said breakup, and when I listen to my clients talk about their relationships, 
You would think that we were individually under attack, that the threat was outside the door. It's a motherfucking ambush. But the threat, renegades? The voices? They're coming from inside the house. And the house is your mind. It's the story that you are creating. You know what this is? This is your weekly reminder that your brain is an asshole. I know you don't like these stories, but you like my voice, so you're willing to listen. So hang in there, okay? So, I've come to realize that you listen to your brain like it's some psychic that you just gave all your dollars to to read your tarot cards and reveal the secrets of your existence and future. Uh Uh-huh. No, he doesn't desire me. I knew it. I wouldn't desire me either. Just look at me. I've never been desirable. Wait, that card says you've arrived again? I'm here again? I knew it. I always end up here because things never work out. What's the next card say? I'm making a mistake. That's so weird because I was thinking that he was making the mistake, but you're probably right. I never make good decisions. I knew I would regret this. I cannot believe it. Everything you're telling me is exactly what I was thinking. I suck. I'm not worth a happy, loving relationship. I don't deserve it. I'll be alone forever. This is your brain on dating combined with your self-worth. I was with my friend Josh the other day, who you've heard me mention before. He's one of my favorites who will let me know that there's food in my teeth and actually even get it out for me. How many friends do you have like that? Now I'm wondering if I had him sanitize his hands first. Gross. Anyway, we were discussing the work by Byron Katie, OG, when he mentioned he had heard that of the tens of thousands of thoughts we have each day, 6,000 of them are tangible tangible, meaning that you're conscious or aware of them. They kind of materialize, right? But here's what you need to hear. Right now, renegades, I need you to listen. Of those 6,000 thoughts, only 1,000 are new and original. Do you know what that means? That means the other 5,000 thoughts that you think each day are repeated thoughts that you think each day, every day. Your brain is not only an asshole, but a very efficient one at that, which explains why your results and outcomes rarely change because your thinking hasn't. The thinking, feeling, action cycle is on rinse, repeat, recreating similar outcomes with different people, places, and things. Look, don't get mad at me. I'm just delivering the news. I didn't design the processor or the programming. But if you ask me, it's kind of the best news ever. We have a thinking problem, which can be solved at the mind's level. Want to change your results? Change your thinking. But in order to dial down this repeated noise, we first need to hear it. We need to know what our beliefs and behavior patterns are. You may have found that going into quarantine had this effect. When all your usual day-to-day distractions were dialed down, you saw or heard parts of your mind that you hadn't before felt feelings you didn't know you had or at least hadn't felt them on that level. You saw your habits and compulsions playing out in front of you like little itches you couldn't scratch. I think it became very apparent for everyone when we went into lockdown and we weren't able to be distracted by ourselves with the busyness of productivity and all the goings-ons and the dealings with our thoughts and emotions was something that we weren't used to. It was a mindfuck for most of society when we realized that the most difficult person in our life was ourself. But things like breakups and getting ghosted pre-pandemic were one thing. 
You could simply go out and meet a dozen distractions over a few drinks, work all day, and pretend you were great as you shouted on your stories that this really was your best life. The only time you were really alone is when you were sleeping or in the shower, and you could deal. But during, when the world could be ending and this might be your only chance to pair up with someone familiar, mental death. Rejection never felt so real. Alone took on loneliness. There was nowhere to go to escape your thinking and feelings, and the volume only got louder. Cue Tiger King baking bread. More screen time was logged than any other time in history. Granted, this was a unique time that I doubt we will ever experience again, at least to that magnitude, but I bring it up as a reference because later I'm going to ask you some questions to reveal your thinking and patterns, but you might only need to reminisce on quarantine for the answers. Becoming aware of your thinking isn't always the most fun either. When we see that our thinking is causing our pain, not the dude that hasn't texted us back, we can start to see the story we're telling ourselves about it. And how often? It's probably not the first time you've experienced this painful story. The circumstances may be different, but the feeling and belief repeated. Finding the source and the cause of these thoughts and the beliefs is the mission. Not just turning down the volume to enjoy the holidays. I mean, yes, huge perk. Honestly, though, it's a pandemic. We don't need any more reasons to feel bad or be hard on ourselves. But we want to find the cause of why you are in this dating cycle. On an unrelated note to dating, but very relevant to our brains being assholes, I have an example from the other night. I was dishing on a story about my stepmom and how one time she said some words to me and look, I wasn't exactly painting her in the best light, but as soon as I repeated the words she had said to me as a child, I became nauseatingly aware that I had said the exact same words to my son just recently when he was going through an uncomfortable experience. Time froze, my friends. (laughs) I told my friend on the phone, I was like, oh my God, I am kind of dying right now. I actually said that to my son, words that I could never understand someone telling someone else when they were sad. Coincidentally, my son was coming over for dinner that night and I was like, so um, yeah, we need to talk about that thing I said a few weeks ago. You know, it's just fascinating, right? They were words I heard in a moment in time. Like I was seven and they stuck with me. They downloaded into my brain. I unknowingly adopted this phrase and it became a belief. But seeing how this belief has caused me to show up in specific moments throughout my life has been not only an eye opener, but slightly mind blowing. My loves, I know I mentioned 6,000 tangible thoughts a day, but we have 45 to 80,000 a day subconsciously. I don't think we can ever comprehend the amount of stories we are telling ourselves where they came from and why, which is why it's so important to learn how to dial down where we can. We will never be able to shut it off. Look, I know I've been a little rude about our brains tonight. Sometimes I am. We know that. The truth is your brain is the most advanced piece of technology. Computers are designed after our brains. They are beautiful, brilliant tools. But all this being said, it's important to learn how to dial down the thoughts where we can. We will never be able to shut it off, but we can find ways to override and feel better. Believe a new, better feeling story. I'm not saying live a happier life and never feel sad or rejected, but if you don't manage your thinking and you just believe what your brain is telling you, you will suffer. 
Renegades, I believe and I teach my clients that life is 50% good and 50% bad. There is no way around it. But if you don't become conscious to your thinking and direct it, your life will seem more bad than good. That's how that works. Due to the design of your brain to stay alive, it is constantly looking for the bad and judging, which means you are looking less for all the good that is going on. I'll never forget listening to Michael Pollan discuss trauma with Tim Ferriss at South by a couple of years ago. He said, when you experience trauma, your brain takes a sharp 90 degree angle turn. It reshapes your thinking and develops a new neural pathway. But what we fail to remember is that the extreme opposite of that experiences that are life altering, but in a positive way, the birth of a child falling in love, these events have the same effect on our brains. They create new neural pathways for us to feel and act from a place of joy and bliss and good. We have equal parts good in this life as we do bad, but if you don't train your brain, not only will it not see them, you will continue to perpetuate the negative. We as humans are more inclined to remember the negative things that have happened to us than the good. When is the last time you went foraging for good memories about your dating life, your marriage, your divorce, the people involved? Renegades, I want to teach you a new way to go through the holidays. I mean, hell, a pandemic. Let's move into 2021 with a plan to manage our brain on dating. All right, you ready? Number one, each morning when you wake up, I want you to get out that paper, paper, paper and ask yourself, what am I thinking? It could be in general. You just drain the brain of all the thoughts you're having. It could be specific of negative thoughts. Or it could be about your relationship, dating life, partner. Ask yourself, what is something that I haven't been able to let go of? Dump it all out. Do this every day for seven days and then go back. Reread and look for a common theme. Again, this might be the time you reference your brain during the quarantine. What was coming up for you there? What were the really loud thoughts and feelings that you hadn't noticed before? So ask yourself, is this an ongoing pattern or thought for me? What does it do for me? Where else in life is this coming up? Based on that, what am I choosing to tell myself? When did I start thinking this way? Did someone teach me this or did I choose it for myself? Does it serve me? Identify how this belief or act in this way makes you feel. Is it needy, rejected, lonely, confused, negative? If you weren't feeling this way, what would you be feeling? The first way to overcome your thinking is to see it. Get to know what's going on in your brain, renegades. Remember, be kind, compassionate, and curious. Number two, take control and direct your brain. It's going to want to text, check your phone, get on the gram, think all the thoughts. Watch your brain offer the thoughts, but do not subscribe. Decide on purpose. Even if you take it one moment at a time, decide what you will think and do. Maybe it's focused on working. Maybe it's washing the dishes. It doesn't matter. Ground down where you are and focus. Three, imagine your future self feeling the way you want to having the results you desire. Who is she? How is she different than you now? If she could give you one piece of advice to follow, what would it be? Renegades, I cannot stress enough the importance of future focus. Your past self can't get you where you want to be, but your future self, the one who has done it, she's your mentor and has all of your answers. Get to know her. Number four, this one's my favorite one. Just lie to yourself. 
Why the fuck not? I do it every day. It's the only form of gaslighting that I condone. Listen, your story is a story. It's an illusion and it's delusional. You may as well pick the one that feels good. This is actually called thought creation. You create thoughts to think on purpose that generate the feelings you want to feel for the actions you want to take and the results you want. Make that shit up. Five, practice tuning out the noise. After living downtown, I have learned to accept the noises that are going on outside as part of the fabric of my environment. I don't hear the train, or if I do, it doesn't faze me. Cars racing by, horns honking. In my mind, it's all supposed to be here. During the day, I like to have the fan on and my sliding door open, which causes my fan to kind of like, I don't know, move around in a way that it squeaks. So just last week, four people brought it to my attention. Between the clients on Zoom and my kids, it was bothersome to them. I know because I asked them after they asked me, doesn't that bother you? And I was like, no, is is that bothering you? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, oh, it's just part of what's going on. This seems like no big deal, but here's the inside scoop. I'm not allowing myself to experience the negative feeling of being bothered or annoyed by these outside noises. I'm training my brain to hear and not react. I'm choosing my response. I want to minimize producing negative feelings when and where I can, because our bodies have to experience those emotions consciously or not. And that's a lot all day, every day. Mm -mm. Again, where can you dial it down? It's a good exercise. When people are talking and it annoys you, try to turn it down. How many of you turned up the volume while I was talking today because you liked that sound, that sound of my voice? (laughs) Lastly, number six, breathe, renegades. Let's just baby seal this. Four breaths in, four breaths out. All right, until next week, take care. Hey, renegades. If you're finding the tools and concepts I'm sharing each week about your brain on dating, you won't want to miss out on working with me one-on-one. I've just launched my program, Wake Up Before Another Breakup, and in just eight weeks, you won't question if you can trust yourself to date or why you can't find the one. Head on over to modernrenegades.com forward slash programs to learn more about it and how you can work with me. Let's learn how to lose ourselves in the moment, not the man.